Come live on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. A new day brings new topics. Our sports talk brings extensive debate and analysis by the host, expert contributors, and callers. We discuss it all. Join us weekdays at 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. That's right. Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. I was excited to get started this week. We had a great time last night with Eddie Reeves on at 6.30, and then we did the professional contributors. And we ended the night with the life of a sports mom. Um, She had on Coach Stephon Johnson, who just wrote a new book about recruiting in the process itself. Um, But tonight, we have the professional experts on, and we'll get them in here in just a moment. Welcome in my co-host, Duck Riley. Duck Riley, I left you alone today. I didn't send any FSU stuff, no Florida Gator stuff. I got quiet, and I just played around with Tim on the thread today. (laughs) (laughs) You've been in your own world the last few days, so we're not messing with you. Ever since Sunday at 1230, when the College Football Playoff Committee announced that Alabama was number four. Roll Tide. Okay. So let's get everybody in here. Welcome in Steve Thornton. He's been on his tirade, too, in debating the College Football Committee. Steve Thornton, how are you, sir? Uh, good evening to everyone. I am doing fine and, and glad to, to join the cast this evening. <laughs> I am happy to have you for sure. Jay Hayes, welcome to the show. Hi, Princess. How are you? I'm, I'm excellent, Jay Hayes. I couldn't be any better. For sure. Good to, good to have you on. All right, Will Lewis, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. I hope everybody's doing well. I can see Princess awesome. is doing very well. FSU's going to be on the sofa with me. Okay. All right, let's welcome in Ricky Porter. Ricky Porter, welcome to the show, sir. Hello, Princess. How are you today? I'm oh, doing good. Good. Did, did I mess up well, last night? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Let me answer that for you. I'm doing well. <laughs> That's my man, Will. <laughs> he answered it for me. Um, you called in last night, Ricky. I was. I hope I didn't mess up by not, you know, opening up your mic. I thought you just wanted to listen in. Did I get yeah, that I right? Just, yeah, you got that right. Uh, you know. Okay. I just wanted to okay. call and listen in. Okay. And then, see, you know, the week before, I was supposed Mm -hmm. to be on the show, and Duck didn't tell me, so (laughs) I just wanted to make sure, so I said, I'm going to just listen in. Yeah, I was making sure it wasn't some kind of Duck Raleigh confusion. You know, he's getting old. Sometimes he makes mistakes. They're rare, but sometimes. Oh, yeah. All right. Duck Raleigh, go ahead. Take over, sir. I don't know if I want to. I can't believe Ricky, but anyway. (laughs) That's your boy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna do a we're gonna do a little open mic, so we're gonna start out with my homeboy Steve Thornton. What you got for us? <laughs> you know, I don't know which way to go on this, but I'm gonna start out by saying we're gonna have a GoFundMe page for a Christmas present for Pat McAfee. We're gonna get him a shirt. Uh, I don't know why that bothers me so much. I saw it again today and had to switch the channel. I just wish the man would wear a long sleeve shirt. It just he looks had on a suit on Saturday. He looked really that good was on Saturday. Saturday. When he does the, <laughs> the ESPN show, he he continually wears tank tops. And, I, and I'm having a hard time understanding. But 
and that's that's my that my own personal pet peeve. Okay. And as far as the open mic goes, I know that there will be uh, lots and lots of conversation about the uh, about the playoff committee. And you know, I'll, I'll say this kind of as a preface to everything. I looked up and saw who was on the committee, and basically you have thirteen people. You got nine white men, th- three <laughs> black men, and one white woman, and most of them have some affiliation to the sports world, it seemed like many of them were athletic directors or having something to do along that vein. So, you know, can't say that they don't know or have some type of a football background, but uh, just thought that that was an interesting tidbit to throw out. And I'll keep it moving by turning it back over to you because I could go all day on that one. All right, no problem because we we got 20 from Carlos and 20 from – from last night, so all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Want to come to Will? What you got for us, little open mic, Will? Yeah, I think the consensus will be that there be a be a little disgruntled with the the committee, um, and I think that that was good information right there on who makes up the committee because that certainly was a question: um, who makes up the committee and and what exactly are their credentials? And if you know, I don't know if they got it right or if they never had it right in the first place, you know what I mean, starting with week one. So I think that's a, that'll be a question as well. Um, the other thing on open mic was just kind of looking at some of the uh, elite players that are, are going to declare not to play in a bowl game. I think that's going to be a interesting uh, interesting uh, background study as well. And then also I've seen the list of potential um, Heisman candidates, and I think that's an interesting list uh, as well going around. Okay, uh, open mic, Princess. What you got for us, Princess? Um, I did hear that the committee had uh, several former coaches on there, and one of the questions posed was, if you were um, playing this game in the college football playoffs, would you be afraid to play Alabama or would you be afraid to play FSU? And that was one of the questions posed to you. Now, whether that's right or wrong, and, and let me stop here and welcome Tim Moore to the show. Tim Moore, welcome to the show, sir. Glad to be with you all. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And, and a shout-out to Tori, who's on also listening in. Um, so, you know, I don't want to act as petty as I did last night. I think I got it out of my system, and I'm not going to send any more pictures of FSU fans crying. Um, so, you know, I knew that, though, if Bama beat Georgia, that we were going to have some confusion. And um, we have to say that the um, performance of FSU against Florida and against Louisville was not the same performance that you would have had with Jordan Travis. So you kind of expected some confusion. Um, And and I'm going to leave it right there. I've I've already said um, to all my FSU family who decided to go there, I don't know why, he wanted a diploma from FSU, but you're home with me now. Okay. All right, Preston. You're going to hit him with the parting shot. Okay. All right. Uh, what, 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 what you got for us, Ricky? A little open mic, Rick. You know, I, I was going to follow the lead of everyone and talk a little bit about this playoff thing because I think we could take up the whole hour on that. Um, but, I, you know, I'm sure we're going to come back to it. So I really won't go there just yet, just – just, I'm just confused with that. Uh, but my open mic was um, something just 
you know, just kind of hit me today was uh, Eric the Enemy. You know, will he get an opportunity um, to be a head coach? Will 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 he get a chance if something happens with um, Ron Rivera? Will he get a shot there in Washington? And then, um, you know, I know the question, the knock on him is going to be that um, the offense has underachieved, you know, and will he get denied the job there or anywhere else? Um, I mean, he's definitely qualified, but will that will they hold that against him? Well, why should we put him there? You know, his offense was, you know, not doing the job either. So I'm just curious to know, and I'm sure we'll discuss that down the road, uh, will he get a job this year? So that's, you know, that's my open mic. It was just something I was thinking about. If the quarterback gets hurt, he won't get a job. I just read somewhere where he – I read right before we came on that the Chicago Bears are seriously considering yeah. pursuing him after the season. So I did see that. Um, but a lot of players, and Duck has sent me a couple of these articles, are not – you know, so they don't want to play for for um, Eric Bieniemy. So there's two schools out there, but I would love to see him get an opportunity to be a head coach in the NFL. And we also I read that too that they uh, press about Chicago if they get uh, rid of Matt Eberflus that they would love to have him as their head coach. But again, you know everything that you read on Facebook is true, so I'm going with it. <laughs> and Princess, what's the, what's the what's the deal with the players? What the players though? What is it? Is coaching style or is he hard or what? What don't they like yeah. about him? I do we think it's that old-school coaching style, but, yeah. Duck, you maybe can elaborate. Yeah, and, and Will, we talked about that one time on the X-Files, that, and, and I, I think you remember, Will, that we, we brought it up before doing that Rivera stuff when he when he kind of threw him under the bus, what the player said. And, and they say he's just old-school, but, you know. Yeah, yeah I mean, and, you, and look at the, the personalities of uh, Ron Rivera versus uh, Eric Bieniemy. Ron, Ron Rivera is a uh, laid back, you know I mean? Every, every now and then, you know, he'll kind of get after this guy, but for the most part, he's, you know, he'll coach his coaches. He's not really in the player's face. You look at Eric Bieniemy. Eric's just the opposite. He's, he's got a little bit of that old school in him where he's going to address uh, an issue and he's going to address it regardless of who you are. Uh, and he'll address it at the moment. You know what I mean? Whereas, Again, Ron Rivera would kind of pull his coaches in, talk about it in coaches' meeting, trying to address it there. You know, a little bit more of a quiet, laid back, not really, uh, of, not really confronting players. And and Eric Bieniemy is just the opposite. So I think the the locker room down there they weren't used to or aren't used to his coaching style. So that's a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a change, you know, for them. So it's just a matter of what management thinks. Uh, you know, a, a team like that really needs. They need somebody who's going to hold everybody accountable, going to call them out. You know, I mean, he's got that type of personality or a guy that's laid back and, you know, just trying to uh, smooth things over. And then the other deal with uh, Eric Bieniemy uh, and the uh, Chicago Bears rumor is the general manager uh, for Ch- the uh, Chicago Bears is a guy by the name of Ryan Poles. He and Bieniemy worked together with the Kansas City Chiefs for about six years. You know I mean, so he's got a history there. So there's there is something legitimate about uh, Ryan Poles as the GM 
looking to hire Eric Bieniemy as the head coach. And you brought up something interesting, uh, Will, especially with uh, Rivera bringing them in, talking to the coaches, trying to handle it that way. That's why I think most people were surprised when he came out and said what he said to the media. So that was a little different as far as us understanding who Ron Rivera was. And I think Ron Rivera kind of sees the uh, writing on the wall as well. Um, So I I think – you know, sometimes that'll that'll challenge somebody's character, and sometimes you gotta, you know, what I mean, maybe try to prove people wrong a little bit, or you stay true to who you are. Uh, you know what I mean? But I think uh, Ron Rivera kind of feels the the pressure this year, and, and I think because there is a new ownership there, a new group of owners, they, and, and 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 all that kind of stuff, that there's going to be people looking to make a change. It's just a matter of uh, who they go to, who are the names that they go to to make the change. But you have to feel as though that's something that's been on the minds of the ownership in, in Washington since the, since day one. Okay, uh, Tim, open mic, Tim. Yeah, Duck, I, you know, I'm going to leave this committee alone tonight. I'm, I'm going to leave them alone for now. Because um, it's going to be hard, Tim. It's going to be hard. Yeah, I, I don't see see Rick heard me last night, so I'm trying to be nice. Because <laughs> um, they irritate they they irritate me no end. I don't see how in the world. Um. Anyway, I leave them alone. I watched the NBA um uh, play-in tournament last night, and that was really good, hard-fought early season basketball. It was almost like a playoffs atmosphere. Um, the 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 Pacers. Uh, have a talented, young, intense basketball team. I was really impressed with the way they handled the Celtics and then the Pelicans. Uh, only thing was Zion Williamson needs to get in shape. He's he's horrible. He can't even run down the floor for two or three trips without taking long breaks. Uh, but that was really interesting. I, I think that's a that's turned out to be a real real great concept for them. Okay, uh, Jay Hayes, open mic, Jay. Yeah, uh, looking at the committee, I, this is my. I just pulled it up online, and I'm looking at it. I'm I'm seeing uh, some former players of mine on here and things like that. But it, it it it's hard for me to understand how you put Ward Manuel, who is the athletic director at Michigan, and part of overseeing the uh, debacle that's been going on there at the University of Michigan. He, I mean, he's basically in charge of that athletic program, right? And now you're going to let him decide, you know, who a program that's a known cheating program, uh, you know, decide who's going to go, go to the – national championship game i so that that kind of bothers me a little bit and um you know i the rest of them you know it's just i i've known a lot of people that have been on this on these committees from the beginning and uh it's it's just funny uh, how some guys are on here some women or whoever you know, I I, I want to say at one point Condoleezza Rice was on it uh, years yeah, ago. Yeah. 
sure. if I'm not mistaken. So, um, you know, I, I don't know what the criteria is other than maybe you have some, uh, you're an athletic director or former coach or, you know, in, in the case of, uh, my former player, he, he runs a, a corporation, uh, runs a, um, a utility uh, corporation there in Louisiana. I, I love the guy. I mean, but, you know, as for him, you know, other than him being uh, playing at Notre Dame back when we won national championship, I don't know. And he's been on a bunch of committees, I guess, with the the Sugar Bowl and stuff like that. That's that's how he's gotten on it. But uh, you know, it, it's 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 just interesting to me. Uh, I I saw one of the uh, Florida someone from Florida State. I don't know. He's some kind of administrator. Wants to know everyone's voting record throughout the season with the committee. I thought that was interesting. You know, they're not going to give you that. Uh, you know, it, only in America did everybody ask for everything, like like they're going to give it to you, you know. But, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's a frustrating uh, last few days uh, just from the standpoint of being a football coach, my majority of my adult life and um, for someone to go undefeated uh, in a power five conference and, and not get a chance to play in the tournament. It, it, it just shows you that we should have gone to the 12 team or 14 team or whatever it's going to be uh, format a lot sooner than, than this. Jay, Jay feels just like I do. I can feel this frustration. I can feel it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I agree with that. But, but Tim, this between you and Jay. Jay only gave us 10 minutes. You gave us 20 <laughs> last night. That's why, that's why I'm trying to be nice tonight because, you know, Jay's more diplomatic than I am. <laughs> I, you know, I'll, pro, I'll pose the question: how, how is this any different than before we had a fourteen playoff? I, I raised this question earlier today on my on my Facebook page. Like everybody okay. reads that, but you know, to me, it was better when there was no playoff. You know, you had sports writers and the AP, the UPI. They didn't always get it right, but it was as right as this. Yeah, you're right. You're right because they they just make they're just basically making it up as they go now. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, and I agree. That's that's exactly right. Because ten years ago, that's the when they had the committee. I mean, when they had the uh, people voting on it versus Michigan, right? I mean, if it were the old way, you know, it'd be Washington versus Michigan. It'd be over with. Exactly. Yeah. Only yeah. problem is they might try to put Alabama in there. <laughs> Shannon Sharp calls it the Ad- Alabama Invitational. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, me too. <laughs> hey, Jay, go ahead. Go ahead, Doug. I'm sorry. I'm... I was just no, going to say, I've been, say... Hearing, 
I've been hearing arguments from people, and I and I got a bunch of friends down in Birmingham who've just been giving it to me the past couple of days, uh, and calling me names even. Uh, and, and I have not, I have not heard an argument from any of them, or Kirk Herbstreit, Stephen A. Smith. I haven't heard an argument from any of them that is not only sensible but consistent. They're all over the map with these explanations they're giving us as to how why they should why they should have done what they've done. That, that and it, it just doesn't none of it washes with me. It's not logical. So the concepts deserved versus best team, does, it makes no sense to you. No, because they're not even choosing the best teams. And, and the, the committee doesn't have any credibility to begin with. What they're doing is predicting the future. They're predicting what's going to happen. And it flies in the face of what's already happened. Florida State, Washington, and Michigan – were beaten by nobody this year. Yep. They're predicting the future. That's what they're doing. And that's not what sports is supposed to do. I just got a text from Dr. Phil. He said, you can come <laughs> on anytime you want. <laughs> <laughs> Let it out, man. Let it out. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be quiet. I'm sorry. No, don't leave us still. Can I just say, everyone? I'm sorry. Can I just say, Florida State is playing Georgia Bulldogs in the Orange Bowl. Mm-hmm. Oh, for the national championship. Okay. I got a question for you. And it's funny, that's the first time I've heard somebody say something about Georgia. Now, you take a team that's been undefeated for, what, almost three years, and they lose three late years. in the season. Yeah, and they lose late in the season. I'm surprised that that hasn't been something talked about. I mean, they're one-loss team. Uh-huh. It was the best Christmas gift I could have gotten. FSU and Georgia. Sitting down. And it was it was this committee who's been telling us all year that if you're if you're if you're trying to find the best, they've been telling us all season that the best has either been Ohio State or Michigan or or, or, or Georgia. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So, so what kind of credibility do they have trying to now turn turn around and tell me, oh no, we were wrong, but now we'll give you the best teams and leave an undefe- undefeated team out. No. <laughs> Impressive. Our, our yeah. five conferences. Uh, Dr. Field, get him on now. Get him on. <laughs> I don't think it's going to help. Dr. Field will be confused by the time he gets to him. Dr. Field might call in. Y'all better watch it. Yeah. He might call in. We'll accept your call, Dr. Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Hey Jay Hayes, I want to I want to stay with you, Jay, because I want to know you know what the committee said, but give me your top five. What, who would have been your top five? Well, I, I Michigan, Washington, uh, and then Florida State would have been third, uh, you know, with, without question, and then you know it was a debate between. Uh, Bama and Georgia 
and you know, I I would have taken Bama just from the standpoint they just beat Georgia, um, and I believe you know later in 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 the season they were better than Georgia, but you know, Florida State was definitely my uh, number three team because they were undefeated. Um, you know, and and then you know, you, you, sorting out between Texas and Alabama. I mean, you know, it's Texas did beat Alabama earlier in the year. Yes, sir. But I would say, you know, Alabama beating Georgia in that last game would have given Alabama the edge for me over Texas. Okay. All right. Oh. How about you, Steve? Steve, your thoughts? Your top five if you had to go with it. Well, I agree with what Jay just said uh, for the most part. But here's my top five. I'll go Michigan, Washington, and Florida State simply because they are all undefeated. At some point, analytics and statistics have to come into play here. It can't be about when you lost, when you lose and who you lost to and whether it was early in the year or late in the year. But, okay, that's another hour conversation. But Michigan, Washington, <laughs> Florida State, and then Texas at number four, simply because Texas beat Alabama, and even though Georgia lost to Alabama, Texas beat Alabama. So you got to squeeze them in there. And then at number five, I would go uh, Alabama. Georgia had made the mistake of losing late in the year. That's the only mistake they made. And they made the mistake of losing to Alabama. But that's my five. Hey, Ricky, your five, Mm -hmm. if you had to go with it. Doug, my my five looks just like Steve's. And I'm – because I've been playing with this in my head. Um, I mean, this is this is this is crazy for this to happen at the end of the last time they're going to have four teams going into it to have this controversy. But I, you know, it's Michigan, Washington. I'm like Steve. I'm going to put Florida State up there. They're undefeated, and we're not talking about you know, you know, the whack of the MEAC, the you know, some conference. I mean, they're in a legitimate Power Five conference, and you go undefeated and you don't get in there. Um, so, Michigan, Washington, Florida State, and Texas. That would be my five. I mean, my four, and then Alabama. Okay. Uh, I hate I hate uh, the losing late the Georgia thing, but. Did you, you say Princeton? Yes. You know what? Because it's all over. I'm going to agree with you, all of you all. Michigan, Washington, Florida State, Texas, Alabama. You know, um, I do feel, though, if I were on the committee and I saw the performance of FSU against Florida and I saw the performance of a third-string quarterback against Louisville, um, pedestrian at best, three to three at halftime, um, and and everybody, all of the Florida State fans were rooting for more points, more points, you got to do better. But once that performance happened and Alabama beat Georgia, you knew there was going to be some confusion. And Tim has been singing this song since three weeks ago. I'm worried about the committee. 
I'm worried about the committee. Because it was coming down to these conference championships, and if not that, the week before Thanksgiving weekend when, of course, it's rivalry um, week, so a weekend. But I, I can go with all of those. Um, and But I'm going to stay quiet because the more I laugh, the more petty I sound. But I am completely okay with how the college football committee pan this out. Okay. You know what? I'm going to ask the question, Duck, real quick. Is this just bigger than us? And what I mean by that is, is this all, you know, like you talk about other things, you know, it's about the money, it's about this, it's about this. When you look at this, it's basically saying TV. We want to put the best teams on TV, New Year's Day and everything, or the ones, not the best teams, but the one that's going to, bringing the most revenue, the ones that people are going to watch, the people that want to see. And I'm just thinking this is bigger than us. The fan base that travels the best. You know Texas is coming. You know Alabama is is coming. You you know Washington um, is new to this, but they'll travel too. It doesn't matter. Um, And I think they are out in the Rose Bowl, if I'm not mistaken, or is that Alabama and Michigan. But all all four, four of these teams are going to travel very well. And if you had a choice between FSU and Alabama and the king of the SEC and Nick Saban, who, yeah, I think this is bigger than us. And and we mm-hmm. kind of saw this. And I don't know if Tim, you know, is a predictor of the future or anything, but you can see this coming <laughs> right down. <laughs> he should be on the committee. But you saw this coming three or four weeks ago. And then right. it really yep. got – it really got – uh, upsetting because I don't want to see a young man get hurt. You know, we can we can you know joke around, but it was it was upsetting to me to see Jordan Travis go out like that because I don't think if he does, we would be having this conversation. It's solidified, but they wanted any kind of excuse and they got a gift and they used it and they picked the four traveling teams. Follow the money. You brought up an interesting point where you talked about Tim for the last three weeks. And that's true. <laughs> no. The did. only one we could get with was Dr. Phil because Dr. Oz said he wasn't dealing with Tim. <laughs> <laughs> He's not dealing with Dr. Oz anyway. <laughs> hey, Tim, your five, Tim. My five is uh, very close to what Jay, uh, Jay talked about, was, and, and I think several of the others. Uh, it's Michigan. It's uh, Washington. It's Florida State. And then you come down to having to make a decision between Texas, Alabama, and Georgia, who's been yep. their number one for most of the most of the uh, the season. Um, Georgia just got beat by Alabama. We watched that this week. So Alabama gets a nod over Georgia. And so it comes down to between Texas and uh, Alabama. I watched with my own eyes those two teams on the field. That's how you're supposed to settle these things. And Texas beat Alabama soundly at their home stadium. And then five, Alabama. Okay. Will Lewis. Get the song. Yeah, I mean, I can't, what you got. I can't, uh, I can't deny the, the first three. Um, and, yeah, and I think you have to give Tim his real name. I think it's Nostradamus. <laughs> but yeah, that's what... <laughs> so, like you said, he did he did see see this coming, um, you know, in a few weeks ago. So I think he's the 
he's the great predictor. But uh, uh, anyway, yeah, I mean, the, the first three you can't, to me, you couldn't deny, right? And, well, I shouldn't say couldn't because they obviously did. But Michigan, for me, was one. UW uh, was two. Uh, FSU, uh, based on merit, is, was number three. And I had a hard time with uh, the team that was number one all year long, you know I mean, voted on by the committee, um, you know what I mean, and then them, them being bounced out. So, to me, Georgia was number four because I don't think you go from number one to number six because you lose yeah. one game regardless of when it was. I think you drop, uh, and, and maybe dropping from one to four is good because if you drop out, if Georgia drops out, then the committee is admitting that they got it wrong all year long, you know what I mean, because they had them at number one <laughs> the entire year. So that's basically Can't what they're And then for me, those are the top four, Michigan, UW, FSU, and Georgia. And then after that is Texas and Alabama. And, uh, yeah, I saw Alabama beat Georgia. I don't know if they'd beat them again if they, if they played again. And that's something I was actually looking forward to was seeing a, a, a rematch and uh, seeing who's won. Because it's, it's happened in the past, and, you, and I think you've seen some things kind of work out a little bit, uh, little bit differently. Um, so I think – Either the committee is admitting that they got it wrong from day one, um, or they just they haven't admitted, but they definitely got it wrong here at the uh, at the end of the day by not uh, not putting not voting FSU in there. And and Ricky, I agree with you one hundred percent. It was all about optics, and the optics are better with uh, mm-hmm. with the Alabama in the, uh, in the playoffs. Okay. No. Uh, yeah, he right put his finger you. right on the pulse of that thing. He put his finger right on the pulse of that thing. Um, I, I have been in I've been in a room uh, with with guys with the bold bold uh, people uh, making decisions on who they're going to who they're going to invite the bowls and those are exactly the things that they that they um, consider mm-hmm. who travels how many how many uh, eyeballs are going to be on the television set follow the and, and, and and you you're absolutely. Uh, Right, uh, Tim and, and Prince. I think everybody kind of hit on about how well they travel. For instance, mm-hmm. West Virginia is in the Big 12. The Mayo Bowl down here in Charlotte is supposed to be ACC versus SCC because they know West Virginia and UNC oh. would sell out. Pennsylvania, right. they wanted two <laughs> great teams. <laughs> The real national championship is going to be played right here in Charlotte. I'm just, of course just throwing that out there. The, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get, make sure to take your meds tonight. Um, I also think we can blame TCU for some of this because you can't tell me that didn't come up in the committee, that they didn't want a repeat of some of that. Um, and and yeah. I think that came came up. Um, oh, so yeah, sixty-five to seven um, for a national championship game. Um, but and I agree with everybody on here. How do you have Georgia number one all year? They were only out one week, and that was they they gave it up to Ohio State one weekend, and I don't know what weekend that was. But can other I, than that, they I, were number one, and they fell to six. Can I address right. that? Because I think Princess is right. I, I know that came up in the in the meeting, but that's not new. Everybody's so so making such a big deal about what happened last year. The first year of the playoffs, they had a blowout uh, in the national championship game with Ohio State and Oregon. They beat them by 22 points. 
2019, Clemson beat the crap out of Alabama in the national championship game that this committee chose, 44 to 16. Remember that? That was not yep. a close game. But it was blue blood. It was Alabama. So nobody says the same thing they did about TCU. They got beat by 30-some points in the yeah, 2021 game. Alabama beat Ohio State. really bad. Ohio, Alabama beat Ohio State, the big bad monster from the Big Ten, 52-24. to 24. That game was over by halftime. This is not the first time they had blowouts in the national championship game. In 2015, in the, in the semifinals, Alabama beat Michigan State 38 to nothing. 2016, Clemson beat Ohio State 31 to nothing. 2018, Clemson beat Notre Dame 30 to three. In 2019, LSU beat Oklahoma 63 to 28. They've had blowouts in this playoff since they began, but it was blue blood. Hey. The point is you play a game, you, you play a game and it could be a blowout and it is what it is. But my thing, my thing is Florida state deserves a chance to, to take a shot, right. to get blown out. If they did, they get it. They they deserve if, a shot. If, 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 That's if, right. If they do, but at least you know everyone's saying, "Well, their quarterback got hurt." Well, their second quarterback's not terrible. Right. I mean, he's play, he's played last year. He's played this year. He was going to be healthy for the next game. You know, there mm-hmm. everyone keeps saying, well. You know, their quarterbacks are well. And they played with the third guy. Well, the third guy wasn't going to get the play unless the second guy got hurt in the game. Right. And that's just part of football, you know. But, yeah. but you know, it's just – it goes back to years ago, and some of you guys are close to my age. When I was a kid, Penn State, uh, back in the 60s, for years, a couple years in a row, were undefeated and didn't get to play uh, in the in the championship game or, or or even get considered for. Back then, they didn't have like a championship game; they just voted on on it. And uh, uh, you guys might remember Richard Nixon voted for Texas, right? Yeah, and yeah, instead of instead of Penn State. You know, and because he likes us for whatever reason, I don't know why he liked Texas. He's a Californian. Um, you know, I think it was had to do with, you know, maybe who was voting uh, in the country and Texas. He needed Texas maybe to win the election. I don't know why he he chose to to root for Texas, but you know, being a, a Pennsylvanian. You know, I rooted for Penn State at that time because, you know, I was eight years old, you know, and, and uh, they, they, didn't, they didn't lose, but they didn't get a chance to be number one, you know. And it, had, and, and it wasn't even voted by 
you know, someone on a committee or anything. It was the president of the United States sticking his nose in, you know. So what sense did that make? But, you know, there's a long line of this BS that has gone on in in this for forever. And uh, it's, you know, hopefully next year all this crap will be eliminated. And we know what, what, I can, <laughs> what I can say is that that committee of 13 was willing to disrespect Florida State, their staff, their coaches, and their players, and say 13-0 doesn't mean anything. We want right. the best picture that we can provide. They voted <laughs> and, and walked out of that room and came on ESPN and announced, and they were okay with disrespecting a program that went undefeated. I agree with you all, and they were okay with that, and they want us to swallow it. Swallow That's right. the money. Well, right. well Princess, I hear what Jay just said, and I felt bad for him being eight years old, being delusional. I didn't vote for Penn State either. I wouldn't vote for them kitty cats. And now this is where I get my pettiness from, right here. I've learned from the best. Oh, Lord. <laughs> well, Doug, I want to go old, back to tell me you didn't root for Penn State. You you can't tell me you root for West Virginia back then when you were eight. Yeah, from West That's Virginia. Country. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I never even heard of the Kitty Cats. <laughs> They're called the Nittany Lions, Duck. At some point. <laughs> Oh, but, duck, I mean, duck. they had Lydell Mitchell. They had Franco Harris. I yeah, mean, yeah. They, they, they had a team, bro. They had a team. Duck? <laughs> Did that matter to you? That Franco Harris? No. My... No. no. <laughs> Not at all. And they whooped them back then. They whooped them like they stole something. Well, maybe that's where this is coming from. I got Dr. Phil, 609 Dr. on line three. Yeah. I feel yeah. you, Jay. I feel you, Jay. I feel you, man. <laughs> okay, Duck, you were trying to hey, move uh, us on to the next thing. Go ahead. Okay, all right, Will. Coming back to you, let, let's talk a little bit about that uh, Alabama and uh, Georgia game and kind of what you saw. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I mean, you can't uh, you can't take away from Alabama. Um, they rose to the occasion. They played well in all facets of the game. Um, you know, I mean, they were a, they were a resilient team. They battled back and forth. The quarterback played. Uh, as well as any quarterback in the league, he he, he uh, hurt Georgia with his with his running. Uh, he threw the ball threw the ball efficiently, um, but the, you know most importantly, Alabama's defense rose up and, and played well against a Georgia team um, that actually had two of their better stars playing through injuries, McConkey and Bowers. Um, so there was a little bit of a yeah, I guess a little bit of excuse you can make for Georgia not playing his best game against this team, but certainly they would have been healthy um, going into the uh, into the next game. So um, I think Alabama played their their very best game at the at the right time, and that's all you can really ask your team to do. They deserve to be in the uh, in the top four. Okay, 
I want to come uh, back to Jay. Jay, uh, you surprised every time they interview Milrose, the media always want to talk about his first two games instead of the game at hand. Well, here's what I'll say. You know, we were just talking about tough coaching and all that. Milrose has been MF'd for however long he's been at Alabama. And he has weathered the storm and come out on the right side of it and did not wilt. Uh, And, you know, they say pressure either busts pipes or makes diamonds. And that pressure down there made a diamond out of him. Uh, He he was – his problem early on in the year was their their offensive line was killing him. Uh, You know, the first game, when they lost to Texas, it was because they couldn't protect him. That's right. It, It was that simple. They're, they're, those two tackles, they had those freshman tackles playing, and they were terrible. They were terrible. And I, I don't even know who's playing tackle for them now, but they can, they can at least protect the kid now. And he's had time to throw and do whatever he's needed to do. But they're, they're, they're two offensive tackles, left and right, were, were not – they may have been five stars, but they were playing like like no stars early on. And, <laughs> and, and whoever whoever uh, you know got after them because I I know how Nick coaches and, and his coaches coach, and I've been around guys that coach like that, and I coach like that sometimes. Um, you know, people have said that I, I can be harsh, uh, but. You know, sometimes you just have to tell people the truth. And, you know, everybody got to put their big boy pants on, and that's that's what Milrose did, you know. Okay. But, you know, I I agree with, with Will. They played their best games uh, against Georgia. And Georgia, you know, kind of did some – Things that you know, running the reverse deep down uh, in the red zone, or you know, backed up was was not a good play. It was like last night in the Cincinnati game when they threw the the double reverse pass or whatever the hell it was. That was not a good place to do it. And when they did that reverse, that really put them behind the eight ball. Okay, uh, Steve, your thoughts? Oh man, um, it, I, I've just been listening. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of enthralled by all the conversation. I'll throw this point out here, though. Even about the uh, the championship games this past weekend, I'm wondering if there is any. And this is a conspiracy theory. Okay, <laughs> I wonder if the, the the expanded format next year has anything to do with the the uh, the conference uh, shuffle. You know, you, you got. You know, I, I don't know how to, I don't know how he's going to do it next year. I guess though, because there won't be. I don't know what there's going to be out west. I don't know if there'll be a Pac-12 or a Pac-3 or or what they're going to do. But you know, you'll have 18 teams in the Big Big Ten, which is a st- stupid name now. Um, 
the ACC is going to have about 14, 16 teams. I, I'm just, it, it's just crazy. But let me try to, to return to reality here. I did see the Bama-Georgia game. Um, I was glad Alabama won. Like I said last week, I was hoping that all the undefeated teams got beat, and then you would really have some chaos because Washington should have lost to Oregon, if you ask me. Texas, the only one, they won soundly, and uh, Michigan won soundly, which I, I hated. I was hoping Iowa would beat them. But uh, this is such a travesty. I have really no more intelligent input. I think it's just really crazy. Um, you know, if you're going to say it depends on what time of the year you lose, like if you lose in the first two or three games as opposed to in the conference championship, um, you know, it, it, it's crazy. Makes it's no crazy. sense. It's illogical. I said this earlier while you were talking, Tim. The whole premise is illogical. It doesn't make sense, and there really isn't a way to justify any of it. If you go undefeated in a season, you would expect to be one of the top-ranked teams, not whether your quarterback got hurt or not. And we're talking about Alabama getting into the playoffs, and I keep interjecting this, although I don't know if my voice was heard. Teams are traveling. It all to me constitutes one thing. And that's it's where is the biggest bang for my buck going to be? Where right. how am I going to make the most money out of this college playoff system? And and that's really where my head is. And and I looked at the and looked at all of the people who were on the committee, and I look at their bios, and they all have some association with college football, or they have. Like the 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 woman that's on the committee uh, taught sports journalism. Uh, n- not everybody seems to be heavily credentialed in making a decision like this, and the the reason that that they gave reasoning they gave afterwards was was mind-boggling. I, I don't think. Here's my. I'll, I'll leave you with this. I don't really think, and Tim has said it that the committee knew what they were doing. And I don't think that there is any real plan. I think the NCAA is, has let us all down, not just the committee. I think the whole governing body of college athletics needs to be blown up, and let's start from scratch. Something we don't we don't like to do in this country is just to start over. But I think the NIL crap is out of out of whack. I think the committee in choosing a four team playoff system is out of whack. Don't know what the answer is, but I'd be happy to give my opinion and sit and talk to somebody <laughs> about it. I would. But this is a complete and utter mess. I love football, and I'll, I will continue to watch football. But uh, people who make the decisions, I am convinced that they don't know what they're doing. Hey, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm off my soapbox. Hey, no problem, Steve, because uh, just got another alert from Dr. Phil. He said he'll do a homeboy <laughs> special for once. You got to pick a different guy because Doctor Phil don't know where his head is either, man. <laughs> like Doctor Phil, <laughs> he's from down this way. Man. <laughs> oh, All right, uh, hey Tim, you mean the SEC championship? SEC championship game? Um, with with that with that same Alabama team that only beat a four and eight Arkansas team by three points. 
uh, that same Alabama okay. team that, that struggled against the 6-6 six and six South Florida team from the <laughs> mighty American Athletic Conference. That come same back, Alabama come back team. Georgia, Georgia, Alabama team. Come back. Come back okay. to us. Okay, okay. That same <laughs> Alabama team that needed a, a Hail Mary to beat Auburn. Uh, anyway, uh, they played well against Georgia. They had a good game. Um, but the week before, late in the season, <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Yeah, they they had a good game. Played well against Georgia. Oh, boy. <laughs> help me. Help me. Come on, Preston. Gentlemen, it was a perfect storm. And I agree, but that same Georgia team that was down, you know, at halftime to South Carolina 14-0, to but it was a right. perfect storm. Um, Georgia, the last two games did not play well, and and they they played to the to the lack of talent to the other teams. They they did that. But I also thought that we've been talking about this, and I've been asking for three weeks, like Tim has been saying, okay, the committee, what if Alabama beats Georgia? Because and then it came to the pass where fourth and thirty one and Auburn, I, they just gave them a gift, and here we are. In um, week 14, championship Saturday, and Alabama does enough to beat Georgia. And they they neutralized Brock Bowers. He's hurt. The other one was hurt. But I thought some of the keys were, and I thought Alabama overcame the exchange between center and quarterback several times in this game. But in the fourth quarter, they put it in Milrow's hand, and he delivered. He ran the ball. He stole first downs with his legs. And I thought that was the difference to get out of there with the, with um, a three-point win. But does does that mean Georgia, you know, they lose late, are they out of it? But this was coming, this storm was coming, and all of us on here, including me, have seen enough football in college football to know that there was going to be some confusion at the end. But we never thought that the committee was bold enough to deny a 13-0 team. We never thought that. They wouldn't do that, right. would they? Would That's they really? Right. Would they really do that? And and Tim has been singing that song, um, and we should probably should have gotten Dr. Phil involved about three weeks ago. But here we are, <laughs> and it's too late now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's too late. But I, I, I thought Alabama did just enough. Kind of like Rick, Florida State, uh, right? Just, just some of no, no. Huh? They kept winning. Just kind of like Florida State, some, who did just enough to keep to keep winning. You know, Tim, I want to know, Rick. hold on, Duck. Tim, are you on the payroll? I need to figure <laughs> out what's going on. I want to check your call list and see while traveling if you went to Tallahassee. I'm sorry, Duck. Go ahead, Rick. I'm not even a Florida State fan. I'm just talking about what's right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I want to hear you um, about that. You're not a fan of Colorado and Coach Prime. I want to hear you next year. I just want to do what's right. How about that? Darian, Darian Hagan's left the, the staff to go to San Diego State today. <laughs> you knew that was yeah. going to happen. Yeah. I, I you knew they were going to deplete that staff. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry, Rick. I'm sorry, Duck. Sorry, Tim. Well, I'm just I'm just going to close it up. Mine is very simple, y'all. I'm just – I'm really confused. Um I'm so glad this is the last year of this. And it's something you said, Princess, that they were so, the committee was so bold enough to basically say, we're going to do this. And when you think about that, you think about it's all about the money. 
you know, follow the money kind of thing. But I'm I'm at the point right now, I don't even know what the criteria is anymore. And I believe that they should get a big sticker and just put on it rules or subjects to change because it seems like whatever fits, that's what we're going with this year or at this moment. I mean, really, it it should be rules or subjects to, you know, subject to uh, change because it's like they – it's just like a wing and a prayer. They're just going through this and just trying to figure it out as they go along. I mean, after all these years, it seems like they still haven't gotten it right. And maybe when they put all these teams in there, maybe it'll turn out the way it's supposed to be where who wins on the field wins regardless, you know. So I'm just confused with this whole system. Should I say upstairs yeah, like Tim? Yeah, yeah, Rick. I mean, they've been telling us all season that that Georgia or Ohio State was the number one team, and they were the best teams in the country, right? Okay, so why mm-hmm. do you move Georgia out of the number one spot there? They want to tell us because they lost. Okay, I can accept that. Florida State never lost. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the rules are subject to change, Tim. <laughs> They ain't want to move the goalposts. Move the goalposts, Tim. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I want to say Chief Osceola coming in the middle of the field with that horse <laughs> and that thing. They, they ain't want none of that. <laughs> I want to stay with, oh, stay with you, Rick. Let's talk a little bit about the hiring and firing of uh, the coaches so far. And I, I want to just let you guys know that the, the coaches from Syracuse, I watched those kids grow up and uh, play against my teams in, in New Jersey. So I, I'm hoping that they do a great job at Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Rick, iron and fire, what you got for us? Well, we know the Frank Wright situation and, you know, that situation. I'm looking at uh, Ron Rivera. That I think he's going to feel the heat this off season, well, before the season uh, goes on. Um, what's what's the guy's name uh, at Chicago? Okay. I got a feeling they're gonna they're gonna get him. Um, Brandon Staley at um, at the Chargers. I think uh, they're going to get him. And I, you know what? This is going to be my this is my one kind of surprise here. I believe because I don't think they'll fire him because of his history and how good he has been. But I think you're going to hear Bill Belichick talk about retiring. I just think that that's going to start. You're going to get rumblings of that this year. So, but I really don't think that they're going to fire him. Okay, and you know some of that rumbling is they they're campaigning for him down here in in, in Charlotte, uh, Rick. Just in case you were wondering. Really? Yeah. Eberfield. But anyway. Eberfield. No. 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 He talking about Bel. You talking about Belichick? Oh, Belichick. Oh, okay. Belichick. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Tell Belichick to come on to the south. I heard well, Greg Olson was going to be the next coach in Carolina. Yeah, him and Jeff Saturday. 
All right, Doug. It's hiring and firing, Princess. Who you want to talk about? Well, I still want to talk about Fritz, who left Tulane, and I think he went to the University of um, Houston, who had um, Duck's old friend um, there coaching for five years um, that was at West Virginia. But I also want to talk about Elko, who even Duke can head it out to um, Texas A&M and how, you know, they tried to do the 12th man thing at the press conference. He looked like a deer in the headlights, but he went straight after the recruits in Texas, um, especially D.J. Lagway, five-star quarterback out of Texas who's committed to Florida. Um, and he said until he signs that LOI, he's going to go after him. So, but, you know, Elko from Duke, did, you know, left North Carolina and went to Texas. I think I'm a little surprised about that, but, you know, it's definitely a bigger opportunity. I don't know how much Tulane, though, is a lateral move or a bigger move to go to Houston. Maybe um, I just don't know. Those are the ones that, that I'm concerned about. And I still, in the NFL, want to see Eric Bieniemy get an opportunity um, to be a head coach. Okay. Uh, Tim, hiring and firing. Yeah, I think uh, Brandon Staley's gone. I think uh, Eberfuse is gone. Um, I, I don't think they're going to fire Belichick, but I, I don't, whoever was might have been Rick that said, uh, um, I think there's going to be some noise around that. And uh, I'm glad to see the brother got the job at Syracuse. That was once a great program, and uh, mm-hmm. I'd like to see them, see them be able to come back again. Are you are you rooting for Salah to be fired with the Jets? I'm not. I'm not rooting for him, but I think he's on the ropes. With the Jets, I, I think he's made a number of, of questionable decisions this year. The, all of the guys that came over from Green Bay, none of them have produced. Um, he hasn't used Alvin Cook well uh, with the Jets, and his quarterback situation since uh, Rodgers went out, he's made a number of missteps. I think so. Uh, I think the people in New York are going to be calling for his head. <clears throat> okay, uh, Jay Hayes. Yeah, I. You know, I, I agree with what was just said about Salah. I, I think it'll be hard for him to weather, weather that storm. Um, you know, Staley, I think, is out for sure. Eberflus is out for sure. Um, you know, the only way Belichick will quit will, you know, just he, he'll just be like, hey, I'm done. But, uh, you know, they won't. They won't uh, make him make him quit or fire him or anything. In my opinion, I'd be that would be the furthest thing I think could happen. Uh, the only way he'd leave maybe is if he he just takes another job and they're going to let him run it exactly how he wants. I I have a hard time seeing him going to Carolina just because of the fact they don't have. Uh, draft stock. They don't have, you know, all they have is a guy that they gave up their whole team for. It's almost like uh, New Orleans when uh, uh, Dick uh, uh, traded the whole team to get Ricky Ricky Williams. But um, you know, I, it, it, I I don't see the 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 benefit of going to Carolina just because they have such such little uh, personnel to help uh, revive that program. So 
you know, an old friend of mine used to say, any movement is good movement when it comes to firing coaches and hiring coaches. So, you know, it's just getting that time of year. Uh, You know, people talk about Black Monday, but Black Monday is the Monday after the season is over uh, in in the NFL, and and there'll be all kinds of uh, things go on. People sniped from far away. Okay, uh, speed. Fine. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I have not paid as much attention to it as as some, but but it reminds me of an of an old quote. It's it's not a matter of if you'll get fired; it's just a matter of when you'll get fired. But I was glad to see Jimbo Fisher leave Texas A and M. I don't think the guy they got from Duke is the right guy to come to Texas to be the the coach at Texas A&M, just an opinion from being here for 30 years and, and watching the ebb and flow of of, uh, of talent in and out of A&M. But, uh, and, and I was happy to see the brother get the job at Syracuse. And uh, I, I think a staffer from Colorado also left to go up and join him, a young man that had, I think worked with him in the past. So, and Nick Williams. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But uh, I'll leave it there because, like I said, I am not as well-versed as others. But uh, if you are a coach, you can expect it at some point in your career that you will get fired. Uh, Steve, I didn't know. Did you know Elko uh, was at Texas A&M before he, he left for Duke? Yeah, I know that. But I still don't think okay. he's the right guy to run that program. That's who, who why they was, hired Jimbo. Was, they thought they had the right guy. Well, uh, Jimbo could come home if he wants. Come home. Uh, I'll, I'll help him pack. <laughs> hey, Will. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. The coaching carousel is always, always interesting. And I think the, the guy you were just talking about, Elko. I'm interested to see um, how he does pan out um, at A and M as the as the head man in charge, um, you know, so I think that'll be interesting. Also interested to see how John Smith does at Michigan State, you know, in, in light of all the Mel Tucker stuff, if that's something that's positive and the Mel Tucker stuff goes away and they just move forward. So I think that'll be something just to kind of keep tabs on. Um, the guy at the uh, um, the North Northwestern, uh, David Braun, I mean, I think their situation there is, is interesting because I think he was on their staff. He's now the – he was the interim, and then they hired him. But the problem with Northwestern is they just – they had – their whole culture had uh, had issues there. So uh, I think sometimes it's difficult to have success when you're already a part of what the culture was, and that's why the guy before you got fired. So that one will be worth uh, monitoring a little bit. You know what I mean? And then certainly Fran Brown, you'd like to see him do a good job at Syracuse, be pulling for him. And then the local dude, Kurt Signetti, um, leaving JMU to go to Indiana. So uh, definitely pulling for him. On the on the NFL level, I think guys like uh, Iberflus, I think uh, his has run its course. I think Staley out in the, with the Chargers has made bad decisions since the whole time he's been there with the whole uh, I'm going for it on fourth down on every occasion and making bad decisions. Um, I think Rivera – uh, you know, has worn out his welcome over there. 
Um, I th- well, Las Vegas will be interesting because um, obviously they're in a interim situation. Um, so, you know, can the uh, head coach there do enough to retain his job, um, or do they or are they already looking for the next guy? And the same thing in Carolina because both those guys are under interim head coaching situations. So it's a matter of you know, can they do enough to to keep their job, or uh, you know, do they move on? You know, and I don't know if Will and Ricky and them, you guys check it out. It, it's it's amazing down here in Carolina that none of the minority coaches' names are coming up. It's uh guy they want besides Belichick is uh, Ben Johnson from the Lions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that was even crazier because obviously the guy they have on their staff, they call the analyst, who was, you know, the prior head coach. Um, doesn't get the interim title, and they go with the special team guys, Chris Tabor, to be the uh, be the head coach. You know, which really didn't make sense either. Which he was with the Cleveland Browns when that coach got fired that time. So I'm with you. Uh, it's no way that not only have Jim Caldwell, they also have right. Tapers who started that program. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, Wanna wanna uh come back to you uh Steve. Uh talk about the pro game that you watched over the weekend. Well Well the the one that I think everybody watched was the San Francisco Philadelphia game. Mm, mm, mm. Well, San San Francisco uh put a beat down on them. I mean it was it was pretty interesting to be perfectly honest with you. It, it made the Dallas uh loss seem not so crazy anymore. So we'll see. The NFC seems like they they might be at the top of the at the top of the pole here right now. Uh, you know, beforehand, you know, I was talking about Buffalo and Kansas City, and and but you know, it's kind of flipped now. But I watched that one, of course, and I, and I was glad to see the Cowboys win against Seattle. It was kind of scary, but but they they were able to pull it out, which which showed some uh, some grit and some resiliency. And I also watched the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs lose to the Packers, which was surprising. But I was glad to see Jordan. I mean, um, his first name is it Jordan Love. I guess yeah, that. yeah. But but I was glad to see him perform well. But uh, I, I will always say Kansas City will be there. You know, when the bell rings. You know, in in late December and January. But it was a lot of good games on. Even last night was pretty good too. Okay, uh, Will. Yeah, I, mean, I think there were a couple good games, uh, you know, starting with the uh, um, San Francisco-Philly game. I mean, that one was just pretty much a uh, a brawl and a beatdown, uh, maybe a, a one-way uh, a one-way brawl. Uh, and, and and maybe the, the biggest issue in that game was the uh, confrontation between um, – uh, Greenlaw and the security guy from Philly you know, <laughs> on the sideline. Side After a while, San Fran was just beating the tar out of Philly, and so that might have been the best. The best brawl would have been between the security guy and the uh, and the player. <laughs> of course, the player got ejected. I mean, and, and so did the security guy. But they, you know, that really should be a should never be uh, an issue. So they need to kind of address that a little bit. Um, and then um, saw the uh, Cleveland and the Rams game. Um, and the only reason I bring that one up is because uh, the wide receiver, uh, Puka Nakua, 
um, keeps showing people a whole lot of things. I, I didn't even realize he had the type of speed that he had, but he had uh, yeah. he ran away from he catches everything. He I'll runs good it. routes. He runs away from people. Uh, he, he's done a nice job. And then on the Cleveland side, Joe Flacco actually made a positive appearance for a while. And then uh, you know finally, um, I, I saw the Pittsburgh Arizona game. And the only reason I say that's because I'm out here in Arizona, and uh, I watched. My son went to school at uh, this place called Pittsburgh University of Pittsburgh. Uh, and they uh, they have a running back there named James Conner, uh, who actually had a big game against his old team. He's now playing for Arizona, but he had a big game against the the Steelers uh, in that game. I don't know if there's anybody from West Virginia playing in the NFL, but there's there are some guys from Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh, that's my man. Oh Lord, Will, you crazy? <laughs> hey, Will, Will, where is Nakua from? Where, where's he from? That is that is a good question. Yeah, I'm not even sure, to tell you the truth. I, I've never heard of him before. He, he played right, at BYU. I didn't until BYU. Yeah. Oh, BYU. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, you've uh, just seen him kind of show up early in the season and and catch everything. Uh, and then, you know, he had, a I think, a minor injury and he was out a little bit. But then he, he'd come back. But every game he's played in, he's been an impact receiver for him. So he's, uh, he's kind of made a name for himself. Yeah. Puka went to Washington uh, and BYU. Which one? He went to Washington and then transferred to BYU. You're right. Yeah. Puka you. Nakua. He finished, he finished at BYU. He's a Provo, Utah kid. Big football family from Provo, Utah. Okay. Uh, Princess, one thing we got to be quick on, Mike, when you pull it, because sometimes uh, <laughs> Will Lewis gets carried away. So we need to pull that mic. Every time so, Will wants to I, talk about saying, West Virginia in a negative light, Will has the mic open. Go ahead, Will. <laughs> Anything else you want to say? <laughs> <laughs> you have to be, be careful, man, when you get lost in, in those little towns, man, and everybody up on the band in the local bar is singing Take Me Home. <laughs> <laughs> you, that's when you know you lost. Exactly. <laughs> Or oh, you see everybody on the light pole, the electricity pole, trying to get some reception. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Where are my homeboys at, man? What's up? Yeah, that, they already went home. Right there. They talking to Dr. Bill. I don't know what to say. Now, I, I'm, I'm trying to be, uh, to be kind tonight, so I'm, I'm going to have to leave this alone. That's my new Well, mindset. we had a reunion show for West Virginia, and they got a chance to speak, and they said, if you wanted some reception, you got to climb up the light pole. Okay, that's all I needed to hear. <laughs> you, you know, Princess, you, you that's know, all Princess, I needed to hear. That's yes. pretty good. You know, Princess, <laughs> last, <laughs> night, <laughs> last, night, last night we had a gentleman on who uh, was a, a star running back. When both Duck and I watched him play when we were kids. Was just a tremendous ball player. Played on a high school uh, team that won the state championship in West Virginia back in 1970, and um, you know he and uh, one of the other guys that was on where where are they now a few weeks ago uh, went to West Virginia State and had tremendous careers down there. They had two ball players on their team who played professional football uh, on that one high school football team. Just a tremendous ball club, and Steve Thornton was the quarterback on that team. Oh, oh. oh. Steve. Get out of here. Good job. Go ahead. <laughs> <Fun fact. laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but here we are in 2023, and he needs therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you from? <laughs> Where am I from? Yeah. Gainesville, Florida. Okay. <laughs> I was born in God's country. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> All right, Jay. All right, Jay. What game did you watch, Jay? Um, you know, I I watched all the games everyone has talked about. You know, the Cowboy game. I was pulling for them to pull it out, and they they did. Um, uh, you know, uh, the Steelers game was terrible to watch. Uh, you know, I was hoping that that they would do better than they did just from the standpoint they had played well the week before. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, I watched another blowout with the Dolphins, uh, Washington Commanders game. Um, you know, Dolphins are pretty good. Uh, I don't know <laughs> when they, if they play a good team, what they'll do, but, when they play those sorry teams, they, they beat the brakes off them. Um, you know, uh, and then the 49ers-Eagles game, the 49ers proved that they are for real uh, in that game. And to go to go to Philly and beat them that way uh, was impressive. I, I was just very, very impressed with that game. And um, I – I was surprised uh, by the fact that the Packers were able to really dominate the Chiefs pretty much most of the game. Okay. Uh, okay. You know, Doug, I didn't see a lot of ball, but I did get a chance to watch the Eagle, and I know we've been talking about this, the Eagles uh, 49ers game. And um, – <clears throat> Let me ask you a question, Debo Samuels. How long is how long has he been in the league? Would this you, is year I mean, four, four, I think it is from years. South Carolina. Okay, <laughs> that is okay. Because for some reason, I thought he had been in a lot longer, and um, he just you know I've always been impressed with him. Just to, he's just a beast at wide receiver, but to see him accelerate like he did last night, it just I was like, this kid is unbelievable. He's big as a horse and. And he has the speed. And um, I was impressed with the 49ers. Um, you know, I, I had a chance to coach uh, Christian McCaffrey's dad, Ed McCaffrey, out in Denver. And um, I saw them at our reunion this past year, the, the back-to-back Super Bowls. And I had to go up, you know, talk to him and his wife. And I told him, I said, you know, how much I was impressed with their son. I'm, I mean, that Christian McCaffrey is a special young man. Yeah. And uh, I just, I mean, I like his running style. I, I mean, being a running back myself, I really like his running style. I like everything he does. But those two jumped out at me. But I also love the Philly team. Philly didn't play well at all. But don't mark my words on this, but sometime when a team, two teams like that meet early, something tells me they're going to meet again. And the game you want to win because that's the one that's going to propel you further. And I'm talking about playoffs and, you know, and all that. I got a feeling that Philly and 49 is going to meet again. And I just think it's going to be a different story. And I'm not saying that, you know, San Francisco didn't look great, 
I just feel like it's it's tough when you got two good teams like that to beat them twice in one year. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully that you know that comes to fruition and they do play each other again. So it it could have happened last year, but Purdy got hurt. Mm, yep. Yep. Yeah. Sure it is. Yeah. Sure yeah. It is. Well, it's going to be interesting, but um, I saw Debo accelerate, and that's when I started thinking. I said, how long has he been in the league, you know? And um, But uh, I know he has to be a beast to, to tackle him. And so uh, those, two, those two guys impressed me. The, the team impressed me. And, I, you know, I was a little disappointed in Philly, but I don't think you're going to get another bad performance like that out of Philly. Yeah, Rick, I think you're thinking about uh, Samuel that, that from Ohio State that uh, I think he's with the Panthers. Mm. Oh, he's it with might the, be. He's with the, commanders. with the Commanders. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's I been in the league for the a commanders. while. Okay. But uh, Debo looked good, so. Yeah, Debo's been in the league five what years. You I watched the uh, Philly, the Philly uh, San Francisco game. I was stunned. Um, uh, two two really good football teams, and I'm expecting that they'll meet again too. Take us home. I, I watched that that Philly Forty ers game, but I wasn't as stunned because I thought Philly had been coming out of the gate the last four or five games, and and not giving their best or not playing their best. And I thought that caught up with them with a team like San Francisco. Now, the blowout, yeah, that surprised me. But um, I think we were talking in this thread, there was a lot of tippiness in this game. And to see it spread over to a security guy on the Philly side was just crazy. But they fought a lot in this game. Um, And Debo Samuels, you know, looked really good. My knock on Debo, because – he came from – he born and raised in Inman, South Carolina. I got to see him a lot with the Gamecocks. He's not durable. He'll miss four or five games a year. Um, and maybe, you know, he'll prove me wrong going forward. He's missed three or four weeks this year. But um, he's very talented and very strong and a big guy, wide receiver, that didn't want to be labeled, you know, a wide receiver or running back. He just wanted, you know, um, to be paid his money. Um, for sure. So, but I, I unfortunately, I think you all may be right. We may see this matchup again um, in, in the future, but I'm not too sure. It may be the same. Jalen Hurts is a very good quarterback, but I think he's hurt. I think he's not as um, healthy as he was this time um, last year, and even last year, I think he sat out a couple of weeks at the end of the season. So, yeah, he did. Um, but a good game. Good game. I also watched the Falcons and the Jets. I don't know if we can call the Jets the NFL team right now, though, but I want to say. <laughs> well, uh, okay. <laughs> can, I, can, uh, I, can I say something before we go? I, I'm just okay. listening to you. Uh, I, 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 and I just want to say this to, to, to you in front of everybody. Uh, you, uh, outside of the, the women that I see on national television, on sports television, you are – the most knowledgeable woman in terms of knowing yourself about a variety of sports that I've ever come across. There's one other lady I've known in my life who knows sports the way you do. And it's, it's a joy to listen to you talk very measured uh, and, and, and in detail about, about sports the way you do. Mm, I'll second. Well, thank you. I'll second. Thank you. I'll the mail. I'm going to record this part <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
You can't make bread pudding. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I can. I refuse I'm saying, to. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. You know, you know, most most of the women, you know, that I that I know who talk about sports talk in, in very surface terms, or they talk about how good looking mm-hmm. a guy is, or something like that. You know, and you actually know the game. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah. I, I, I second that, Chris. I've always Thank been you. impressed with you. Mm-hmm. Thank Force. you, Ricky. Of course, you have been pretty, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I'm with you. Yeah, right. Of course. I'm impressed with you, too, sir. Um, Tim, uh, I appreciate uh, that. Yes. Before you two give out a lot of love, I just want to say <laughs> the biggest loss of the weekend was I told Ricky last night was Dion losing Tracy Edmonds. So <laughs> I'm, I'm a little hurt by that. <laughs> Stupid. You know, I need to go Google that to see what that was about. Did Tracy Edmonds get engaged or whatever? I, you know, I don't know what happened. Up. Yeah. I think they called off their engagement. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah, they split, and uh, yeah, and that that was a tough loss. He said he, he don't mind. He didn't, he didn't mind the coaches leaving, the kids going into the portal. Tracy going into the portal? Come on now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, the baby mama you don't make of, a bowl game. The baby mama um, of Shador wanted to be on the plane in the first place. So maybe, you know, she she's messed some of that up. But she was upset she went on the plane to head there in the beginning. So but oh, I'm sorry for Coach Dion, you know. As Dion said, She'll be back. He's in. He's in the bowl game next year. She'll be back. <laughs> but see, Duck. See, Duck. This is this is not the first time she's transferred either. Uh oh. Whoa. Uh oh. Uh oh. Is this her pitch? Oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Come on now, go get it. You got You got Tim going. He's with the Alexis. <laughs> This is not her first <laughs> transfer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Well, I do want to say that Oregon State's quarterback, Duke's quarterback, Texas A&M quarterback, all in the transfer portal, Ohio State's quarterback, Oklahoma. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's hitting the portal. The going rate is $1 million or $1.5 million for a quarterback in the transfer portal. Um, and they're making that very well known. So, um, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. Jay Hayes, wow. Ricky Porter, Will Lewis, um, Steve Thornton, um, I appreciate you all. It's been awesome. I couldn't wait for this show last night and tonight. And, and, and <laughs> Tim Moore, Duck Riley, this has been fun. I appreciate you all for sure. Thank, Thank you. All right. Thank you. See you all next week. Never had it so good. Tomorrow night is Sports Talk. With K Walk and E Scott, it's a three-hour show. I can't, I can't hang for sure. All right, you guys have a good night. Never had a show. Okay.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.